G'day, everybody. <laughs> I think that's worse. <laughs> and he was what, if, what if I did a good day? No, 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 not here for it. Um, yeah, welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Blokes podcast where myself and the lovely Irishman sitting opposite me are just two blokes who are trying to be a little bit better. And a bit less of a shit con. Oh, fuck, we're getting good at this. So welcome back or welcome for the first time. If you are new around here, uh, hit that like, follow, subscribe, share, notifications. I don't think there are any other bells. Download. I actually looked at where we get our downloads from over the weekend and a surprising number of people in the US and the UK download our podcast but don't listen to it. That That's odd. I don't know yeah. anyone in the US. Yeah, but it's you? like neither do I. But it gets downloaded but no, no plays. I think it's just fake sites just... I don't know. But I'm here for it. Look, if it's going to drive our numbers up. What if we're being pirated? Also, cool. Spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you I can't hear it, if you can't hear it, I'm feeling, I'm a bit ill, a bit crook. My, um, you do sound a bit crook. Yeah. Energy's a bit low and throat's a bit, a bit fucking roasted. So that's probably uh, guilty of a big weekend. Not enough you, sleep yeah, and not looking beers. after myself. So, um, but yeah, apart from that, how's your week been? Mr. Keating. Better than last week. Um, we'll say that. I'm here for last that. week. <laughs> last week, I was uh, going for a swim in the pool, and some old bloke decided to shit himself in the pool. Emphasis on the poo as that. So it was yeah. an old bloke. It wasn't even a kid. No, um, no. It was um, a, a rather old bloke. Who's I feel maybe- like for me, I think when I start shitting myself in the pool, I think that's when I can be taken out to pasture. I think... Yeah. Stop yeah. the train. I'm getting off. Yeah, so so that, that swim lasted very briefly. I think I did 50. I, don't, I didn't finish the second 50 meters. I was like, I swam straight to the side and got out. So, what, so you, it's like your warm-up. You did 50 meters. Yeah, so I went 50. So I started on one end, started on the shallow yeah. end, got 50 meters, and then I was on the way back. I was probably in the middle of the pool, so it's probably at the 25-meter mark. And I saw it as I was looking to, to my left. And so you like, saw him in the act of shitting himself? No, but I... I didn't see the act, but I saw like this brown cloud and I'm looking at like, I I was like four or five lanes over and it was on the side that I normally swim on. But for whatever reason, everyone was over that side and the slow lane on the other side that was in the shade was free. So I was like, all right, well, I'll take a lane to myself, please. And uh, yeah, I'm very glad I did that. Fuck, that's disgusting. I'd be unlucky because I always swim in the middle. Because that's where the fast lanes are. I got to swim on the edges. Um, yeah, and then what? So what? He got like. So was that on the? Were you? I, at, um, I have um, no idea what happened after that. I went grab my stuff, and I saw some remnants, kind of like on the concrete. Were you at Prince Alfred Park? Yes. So were you on the like the side where the the so shades I, are? No, I normally swim in the side where all the parasol parasols umbrella okay. things are. So you were on the, the bathroom side. I was on the change room side. Okay, so at least you could like, you weren't having to like walk past it to get changed. Did you even get changed or did you just fucking? I jumped straight in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean myself. I, I feel dirty. Yeah, I, I did. And then, and then I went back to work. I was like, Ugh. I remember once. And I went to tell you about it and you weren't there. You had, you had left. I'd already bounced. Um, when I was working um, at the Sydney Rowing Club, probably you. 20, end of 2016, early 2017, somewhere around that period. Um, 
there was so kind of like the rule was that that there always had to be at least one guy and one girl on and then if like they'll you don't have to do a bathroom check every like half an hour so obviously a guy would go do a bathroom check then the girl would go do it didn't happen that often like half an hour probably like once a shift or something yeah but if you were on a on a shift with like mostly girls like it may end up that you would have to if there was any issues you'd have to clean it up so one day I just get like this guy, one of the regulars sticks his head around the bar, Irish fella actually, who's Cathal. That was his name. Cathal. Cathal. Um, sticks his head around the bar. He goes, you need to go and look in the bathroom now. It's urgent. I go, oh, fuck. And so I walk in the bathroom and someone's like, it looks like they've finished shitting. Well, sorry. It looks like they haven't finished shitting, but decided they no longer wanted to be in the bathroom. And so there was shit from a cubicle all the way to the basin to wash their hands. And I've just gone, oh, fuck. And I've walked back out and I just said to the reception person, hey, make sure no one goes into that bathroom. And then went into the office and the only other guy that was on was the manager. And he just looks at me like, I'm like, someone's shit on the floor. And he looks at me and goes, I'm not cleaning it up. (laughs) Fuck. So, yeah, that was a... To an, about an hour of my life, which I will never get back, cleaning yeah. some old dude shit up. So at least you only had to swim with it. I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every time I think about it, it gets worse. <laughs> it's pretty rank. Did you yeah, like I just, how I just screenshot it and put it on my story? <laughs> Not every yeah. training session goes to plan. It's, it's kind of it's quite funny. Oh yeah, I, good story. I about. think had I been closer to the incident, I wouldn't find that as funny. But no, I mean, if you were swimming behind him, you would probably be suing the pool right now. Oh yeah, I'm. Out, I was out of the splash zone, so I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Um, this week couldn't have gone worse than last week. So yeah, I guess you could say by default it's gone better. Yeah, I'm here for that. And well, next that. week will be better again, and then the week after that will be better again, and that's all we can really ask for. When exactly. It well, just in life, just getting a little bit better each week and being yeah. a little bit less of a shit cunt. How about how about that for positivity? Yeah, you pessimistic dog. <laughs> you know what? I told one of my clients today about the uh, potential of me going to watch Manchester United play, and he was like, "I actually know a guy that might be able to hook you up with tickets." So, if you can't see, guys, I'm giving him two fingers, two middle fingers up because. That's what a real motherfucker does. <laughs> yeah? Well, we'll see. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's fucking get into it today because uh, we both had some pretty pretty cool weekends separately, but we both got up to some stuff. Um, I will say your, yours was cooler than mine. Like, Yeah, look, I, I think that was guaranteed to happen, but... Yeah, we were both on the on the call with the old budgie smuggler. So both we both have a bit of a side hustle at the moment. I don't know if you'd call it a side hustle because it's not really our hustle, but a side gig. No, it's a bit uh, of crack. Yeah, a bit of crack, which is just doing some um some pop up stuff for for budgie smugglers, so little events. So you just go drive down to wherever you need to be, sell some smugglers, talk, to, uh, spin some yarns with some locals, bit of a chin wag, have some fun, have some good food, and then you know come back and get paid for it. And that's what you you got to. Was that your first overnight one? It was. I got to go Ooh, down to Kayama, sweet. which is a fucking lovely little town. Also, um, on the topic of spinning some yarns and, and chatting shit, mothers love me. Mothers? Yeah. I Big think because you're not, you're not threatening. 
Yeah, I'm a very, very easygoing bloke. Um, yeah. You're also you're sensible too. So tell me more about these mothers. Are they like, does Kira know about the, the mothers? Oh, I, don't, I don't care about all the mothers. <laughs> <laughs> you just chat. They're the best people that chat shit with. Because yeah. at these events, it's normally teenagers. Yeah. Really, really young kids. And then obviously parents. Yeah. Like you don't tend to get like people our age and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on, it depends on the event, but like ones like that one, cause that, like or like New yeah, South, with like, beach type. Ah, yeah. well, in fact, there was there was adults teams, but in terms yeah. of coming up to budgie, yeah, it's normally kids who have their parents' credit card, yeah, or parents or, who have or the parents themselves, yeah. or teenagers who are going to just come up, stand there, and not say anything and be really, really awkward. Yeah, which is very. It's I find it really funny how awkward, but also how rude teenagers are. Oh, well, I think it's a, I think it's an awkwardness. Like I think it comes off as being rude, but I think it's genuinely like an awkwardness. Like, yeah, it's, I, yeah. I remember how awkward I was. So. You're still awkward now. I'm still very awkward. <laughs> so am I. Uh, yeah, so Kayama, tell us more. Yeah. Kayama Shores, um, if you're ever looking for accommodation in Kayama, it was fucking lovely. The rooms were massive. The beds were lovely. Every room had a balcony. And the woman behind the desk was an absolute sweetheart. She was very nice. Am I um, right in if I said that you, each of you had an individual room? Yeah, we just got a room for ourselves, which is very nice. That's fucked. Which was surprising because it was three blokes. Yeah. Normally they to share a room. But yeah. Yeah. I've always had to share rooms, specifically with um, uh, Harry Forsyth, who you would have been away with, of snores like a fucking jet engine fan. He fucking looks like a cunt who snores. He is so loud. And when the first time... Well, the, the, is that, first is that the King of Manly you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Prince. His dad's oh, the king. Oh, Prince of Manly. Uh, we went away uh, up to Byron last year. And he just had a, like a, a um, sinus infection, so his nose is all blocked up. So he's already a mouth breather, and then he's got nothing to come out of his nose. I swear to fuck, this guy could have like he could have snored at an ACDC concert, and you'd hear his snoring. Like he was so loud, and every like two minutes he'd choke on his own spit, and I like he'd stop breathing, and I'd be like genuinely worried that the, the cunt was dead. Like he'd he'd be like he'd be like. <gasps> <laughs> and I'd be like, "Fuck me!" We had I like imagine that as well. There was two of us and then a girl, so we had to share a room. And then, like, the first place was like a motel, so they had like it was separate. And then the second place was a um, it was like a campground, so we had a little hut, and then she had a little hut separate as well. And then the third place was a, was we had one motel room, but it had a bedroom and then a main room. So we were in the like little bedroom, just two beds, and then she was in the main room that had a double bed. And she was like, she thought I was just talking shit when I was saying how much he snored. And we got to that last night and she was like, oh, my God, he was horrible. Like, she was hearing him through the, the door, or the wall. I had to fucking drive home from Nambucca Heads. All, like, me do all the driving, absolutely rooted the next day. And I was like, fucking hell, mate. Like, <laughs> love you as a person. Like, very reliable, good crack. But you owe me something from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He just he, he, as soon as he said he snores, I was like, he fucking looks like a cunt who snores. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah good um, crack. Um, yeah. Kayama Inn, fucking best southern fried chicken burger on the south coast. Phenomenal. And also, the beer of the month was Great Northern. It's a $6 Great Northern. Fantastic. <laughs> the fact that you are a man that has come from the other side of the world 
from the beer brewing home of Guinness um, through, you know, Belgium, that loves a Belgian beer, gets to Australia and gets excited over Great Northern Mid-Strengths for $6. No, it was the Great Northern Full Strength. Actually. It was a Full Strength. Holy yeah. fuck. Uh, gets excited. Uh, yeah, see, no. Over <laughs> Great excited. Northern Full Strengths on, uh, for 6 bucks a schooner. That's you, You've come a long way, my friend. You've come I a long know, way. I know, yeah. Did you see that Victoria Bitter just released a um, an extra bitter, which is six uh, percent? Like, yeah. Do you know red um, wine? Did you know they do um, they do a mid strength and the gold VB cans? I did not know that. Neither did I. I don't I know saw, why you want to drink it. Yeah, neither do I. Mid strength. It's pretty much. If I ever see a golden VB can, I don't think I could pass it up. <laughs> Apparently, they don't like it. They don't make it that often, so you don't find it in many places. Okay. But yeah, they do a mid strength that's gold. Allegedly. Well, you know. <laughs> Allegedly. I hope I someday see one in the wild. <laughs> I'm not on, a, on an Instagram video. The more you know. Yeah, um, the leaf beach was nice. The nice thing about working with Budgie is it's it's extremely fucking laid back. Mm. Like you rock up, set up, and then just sell shit and chat yeah, shit with and just and, Yeah, just spin yarns and just chat with people. And yeah. it's like, there is. You don't mind if you go for a beer midday as well. Yeah, and I've got like. My places that I've worked at before have always been like, you can't be sitting still. You've always got to be doing something. You know, there's this, you're all constantly being watched. And one of the things I love about Budgie is like, and at first it was, it wigged me out a little bit because I'd be working there and the other people would be like, not like, would you just be chilling out? And I'm like, what the fuck? And now I realize it's like, oh no, like you just, that's what you do. That's part of it. But it's like the energy that you put off when you're just chilling out, like, you know, chat to people, like, have banter, go and play games, like get involved. Like that's what brings people to Budgie. And the product yeah. is amazing, but you're selling it on the on the vibe that they give off, which is actually something that Lenny of owning Budgie fame uh, said once. He was like, one of the values of Budgie, he goes, it's Marbo, it's a vibe, which is a line from uh, The Castle, um, which is a great Australian movie, where it's, it's like a land ownership thing and the lawyer goes, it's like, he goes, it's Marbo, it's a vibe, which is like a really bad reference to Eddie Marbo, who was like a um, one of the first people to get into, he was a First Nations guy, one of the first people to start the, the native title movement. So to get the land back to the First Nations people. And so he goes, it's Marbo, it's a vibe. And it was like, it, Linny just goes, that's the energy you want to put off. Like it's a vibe. So yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. I mean, like, I went for a swim like midday as well and then just stood around in my smugglers. I'm here for I, it. I think the mothers love that as well. At least I like to think they do. You do get you do get sexually harassed a little bit, but it's fun. It's playful. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's all in good fun. Yeah. Um, you got to go slightly further with your with your trip with Budgie this weekend. I did. You got to go down to Super Rugby. I got to go down to Melbourne. So one of the um, when I said when I told Andy that I, where I was going, he goes. Oh, I want to go down to Melbourne. And I was like, look, mate, when you've been doing this a couple of years, you'll start to get invited to places like this. But if you're, uh, when you're first, first, first getting into the, into the sport, we're not putting you straight in at QB for the Super Bowl, mate. We got to, got to let you ease into it. So I was lucky enough to get invited by, uh, Jimmy Exelby, who, uh, ran the UK office when I worked there. So he's now back in Oz, um, invited me down to work with the team for, the Super Round in Melbourne, so six games of Super Rugby across three days, all at Amy Park, um, which was real good fun. Um, 
flew down Friday Arvo, straight to the hotel, changed. Uh, we had to fill up these. So we had like bean bags for the um, for the activation that we had at the field, and we ha- we he wanted to he didn't want to put the beans straight into the bag because he wanted to be able to fold up like take the beans out and fold the bag up and put it in his bag to take it back to Sydney. Yeah. Um, so what we, we what we did was he went and bought some like doona covers from Kmart and we stuck the doona covers into the bag and then poured the the beans into the doona cover and then tied it up inside the bag so it was like a bag within a bag and so we were doing it in the parking lot of this like service department's like building these people just drive like walking past us like what the fuck are these people doing we're all just standing there like pouring beans in um which was yeah, it was a bit pretty weird at the time, but pretty funny. And then went to the field. Um, we had a little me and, and Liam had a little bit of a swapsy, so we do half a game on the on the pop up, half a game watching the game. It was pretty cool. Bit of a late one Friday night, and then Saturday, oh, well Friday night late. Um, the boys from the Bloody Brilliant Beers podcast um, up in Brizzy, uh, Klutz and Das. Um, Klutz, of course, is also Australia's most ordinary rig. Um, they showed up because they got invited down by Budgie, which was pretty cool because their, their potty is obviously like just kicking off at the moment. It's getting to, starting to uh, get quite big at the moment. Darcy's actually just quit his his job in um, media and marketing at, at TAB at, at TAB and um, to work full-time on the podcast, which is sick. Like, you know, when you start a podcast, you well, there's always that little bit of a dream of one day this will be my full-time job. So that's that's what he's doing. Um so yeah, just got to chat to them about how it started and and its beginnings and you know how they got to where they are and shared a couple couple of yarns about that. Tell you what, Klutz can spin a yarn. That guy, he can chat. Uh, he's he's the right type of bloke for a podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's he, yeah. He chat some unbelievable bollocks. Oh yeah, yeah. He, but that's where they get he, all their fucking brilliant clips from. Yeah, like good chat, and they're fucking calling in line. Um. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, had a couple of beers Saturday afternoon, went to the games Saturday night, so was working and then and then swapping over. Um, got to uh, – and then afterwards went out and had a few beers in Richmond. When I say a few, it was a bit of a late night, much later than I like to have. Um, and we were out with some, uh, some players from a sports team. Um, which will remain unnamed, but one of them who was the owner of a very, very, very good moustache said that I had a good moustache, so I've pretty much made it. Um, and then woke up on Sunday on on not a whole lot of sleep and went worked again and then jumped on a plane Sunday night back to Sydney about 10 o'clock in bed at just after 11 and back to work on Monday, so a pretty hectic weekend. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was good fun. Footy was good. Um not a huge crowds though, because nah. it's Melbourne and it's rugby, and no one cares about rugby union in Australia. Yeah, well, look until the World Cup roll around. I'd say we'll get the Tars will get decent numbers in Sydney, and the Reds. I mean, I actually heard about one of the guys. Jimmy said that how like when he he had a Reds membership before he went to the UK, and he wanted to keep the Reds membership, so he was like, "I'm going to keep paying it, but offered it to mates to go and watch." for free using his membership and people like, uh, nah, can't be bothered. <laughs> nah, it's union. 
a bit too much. Um, but yeah, I got got on the pitch again, had a budgie race, um, came away victorious this time. <laughs> Doing the better blokes proud, unlike <laughs> last time, and missing three fucking drop goals in a row. They, um, I hit it first time. I didn't have to wear thongs. That was a big thing. Um, oh, it was nah. Uh, Jimmy bought. Last time we did 250 – so last time we had to run the entire length of the field. This time we just went from halfway. Um, and Jimmy bought big, like 600 mil oaks in the carton, whereas before we'd done it with like 250 mils in the um, twisty bottle. So I had to rip open this oak and I was struggling. But then like I'm not someone that's particularly good at getting liquids down my throat quickly. I tell you what, I won. I started. I started after all the others and got it down and spilt nothing. Had to go and eat a dry wheat bix, which was. Um, I ended up having to like I chew it into small balls and then push it down my throat with my fingers, which is not a sight that you really want to see. But it was funny. Um, don't and then, tell me what I want to see and what I don't want to see. One of the other guys finished his wheat bix before me, and then he picked up his ball. And then didn't have a drop kick, just punted it, but completely missed. And then kicked my ball away. Then I finished mine, my wheat bix. Went and got my ball, came back. He missed another shot. I took a couple bounces with the ball and was like, "Do I nail this?" Because we were giving away like free kit for whoever got the whoever won. And I was like, "Do I nail this or do I let one of the others have a shot?" And then I went, "Nah, fuck it," and just absolutely nailed it straight over the black dot and was just. Did you get any free kit? Oh, they're like, nah, go fuck yourself. Uh, no, <laughs> I was like, Jimmy was like, I'm not sure I'm going to give you three kids. I was like, mate, share it between the other boys. Like, I'm just, I'm just out there for the fun. I, I think I might be out. I might be getting into the um the game of traveling around to sporting venues in Australia and getting my kid off and running on the pitch and participating in what whatever sport um or a version of whatever sport that I'm watching. So that's a decent gig. Yeah. Look out for next Aussie summer and me getting on and doing a budgie cricket race. Yeah, that will be unreal. Face face six balls off 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 a fast bowler in in just my budgies. I'll fucking steam in balls at you. Oh, well, I don't have to worry if you steam in because they won't get anywhere near me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, off. so it was a good weekend. Bit of um. An interesting night on Saturday night. We had a um, so the bloody brilliant beers boys had a uh, a competition to win a pass to come and, and watch the games with them. They yeah. go out a few beers afterwards, and um, they gave it. The, the competition was who's had the most ordinary start to the year, and so pretty much they just got people to be like, "What shit has happened to you at the start of the year? Like, what bad things?" I'd say the they bloke, got some fucking unbelievable answers. They got that. some unbelievable answers. The bloke who won it, uh, who from now on is referred to as Fairy Bread because he wore a shirt that had Fairy Bread on it, um, was he? his wife divorced him. This is since the start of this year. His wife divorced him and he had to move in with his parents in, and his younger sister who he's now ha- has to share a wall with. So her bedroom's on the other side of the wall and he has to listen to her and her boyfriend going at it nightly. Um, so he got picked and he was a very interesting fella. Apparently he sells uh, sex toys. Like that's his job. Gave And I know that because he gave me his business card before I asked. He said, do you want a business card? And I went, all right, and then gave Does it to me. Does the business have a good name? 
No, it's called Erotic Nights. Look, Think it, of something funny, you can't. It was so bad that the business card was so bad that I thought it was a joke, like it was a fake business card. But he's like, no, that's my job. And I was like. Was he like good crack or was he fucking weird? No, he was weird. Like, you know those people in you, every group's got like one. Middle it's House's like, dad? <laughs> there's, can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> um, you know how there's, there's someone in every in every group who's like, they clearly they've got they've got some issues, but their role in the group is to be the most pissed unit or most fucked unit at whatever event they're at. Yeah. Um. So that was his role in in the uh, clearly his role in the group. But the the unfortunate thing is when like when you're that person when you meet new people. So he had gone out with a bunch of people he'd never met before. You got to fucking behave. Like you can't just be the most kilt unit because everyone's just going to be you're like not with your mates. Like you're not with your mates who are kind of like. They need to look after you. You with a bunch of people who are like, we don't care for you, and we don't want you to be like, we don't want you to ruin our night because we don't we don't know who you are. So yeah, he was he was he came to buy some budgies, and he was sniffing a lot when he was, and no one no one else was doing anything like that. Um, so I think that's always sign number one that someone's probably got a few things that they need to deal with. Uh, uh, not under the influence of narcotics and, and alcohol um, when they're the only one on the narcotics. Um, and he just, he was saying some weird shit. He brought this girl who was also another listener of Bloody, Bloody Billion Beers and brought her along, like had messaged her after she, like he'd found her through the podcast, messaged her, said, do you want to come? He, she'd come along. He introduced her to me as his wife. I thought they were in a relationship then found out that he just divorced his wife and he was actually just trying to sleep with this girl and she very early doors made it very, very clear that she was not interested in anything with him. And it was like, this is just getting more and more uncomfortable. Um, the more then, you tell this story, the more I don't blame the fucking wife. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we were like, so he's just off his nut. They get the, the Waratahs game is finished. Few of the Waratahs players have come up because the budgie people know a couple of them, and we're talking to one of them, Will Harris, who's a lovely bloke, um, great footy player, uh, number eight, comes from the eastern suburbs, and we're just chatting to him, like asking him some you know funny budgie related questions, and then this bloke just goes, "Hey mate, can I ask you a question? How big's your dick?" And we're all just oh, like, th- th- "This bloke who won the competition asking that." Yeah, Fox and we all seven. just went, uh, and you could see he, the guy, just went. Will Harris just went, fucked. Like, what? A, like, why? And there were kids there. Like, it was just, and we all, like, the energy just dropped. And we all just agreed with the, the boys from BBB. That's what we call it now, because we're mates. Um, we were like, go somewhere, and then we'll find, we'll finish it packing up here, and then we'll go out somewhere else, and we'll message you, and you come and meet us, and just drop him before you come. And we're on the yeah. way to, we're on the way to swap to Richmond and the, uh, they just got, we just get a message. Hey, he hasn't been let into the pub. Just come to this one. Like, oh yeah. could see that happening. Yeah. Fair. It How was just them though. Like that they've done this competition. They, that's a fairly shit start to the year. So he wins mm. and then they find out what he's like. It's kind of like, Oh fuck. Now we're kind of stuck with this guy. Who's mm. Cause at the end of the day, bloody brilliant beer is a brand. Yeah. It's a podcast, but it is, it is a bit of a brand. It's their it. brand. Yeah. And while um, they are like they go and they get on the piss and they they kind of yeah. chat shit and take and take the piss and have a laugh, there's a line, 
Yeah. They have this just like, I think it's, uh, to, to bring this some, to match, uh, some actual value from this story, like if you're, if you're around people, like if you're around new people and you don't feel confident, booze and drugs and just getting fucked up is not the way to do it. Like, I definitely know that, like, in the past, when I've come into a new group of people, having a bit of get, have, drinking with them a little bit is a good way to kind of get to know them and, and have and have some chats and stories and stuff like that. But if you're just going to come in and, and act like a fucking cretin, like, people are not going to respect you and they're going to not want to be around you. So a little bit of a recommendation as in an effort to be less of a shit cunt, if you're around new people and you're having a few beers, keep, like, calm. Be calm about it. Like, don't be the only person doing bags. That's not a good spot to be in. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, that, that does not sound like the kind of guy you want. To, what a fucking weirdo. Yeah, but that's very brave. But yeah, and if you, if, if you want to pull a positive from the story or from, from the situation, you got a good story out of it. I got a fucking good story about it, and so did the boys. So I can't wait to the their next episode of their potty airs because we want to know what they talk what they say, talk about it. <laughs> I reckon he's gonna get roasted. To be fair, because like. Yeah, That's pretty but embarrassing. Also they maybe. might not say say anything about it because they Oh no, they definitely they said they're definitely gonna say something about it. Oh fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um but yeah, apart from that, good weekend. Oh, good weekend. Yeah, no, I had fun. I had fun. Buddy race, met some met the buddy Billy Beers boys. They were both genuinely really, really nice guys. Um really good oh, energy. Oh, oh, yeah. you, you're just mad because I'm, I'm mates with Klutz and you're not. I had, I had people reply to my story and be like, holy fuck, how are you, like, what? How are you drinking with this guy? And I'm like, oh, the way I've got connections. Matt. All the while I was fucking stuck. The traffic to get out of Sydney on Friday, fuck me. It took an hour and 45 to an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, you were going from, from Brookie. Brookvale. Yeah. Down through Sutherland and and out the ice of Sydney, mate. It would it take an hour so for me to take an hour for me to get out down south on a Friday afternoon. It would take an hour for me to get to Brookvale on a Friday afternoon. So you just wouldn't like you're going from opposite ends of the city. It's like yeah. it's like driving from the eastern suburbs to Penrith. Like it's gonna take a long time. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, and then the weather was shit going down past Wollongong. Like the fog, you couldn't see more than yeah. five meters in front of you. Driving this van that I've never driven before. <laughs> And then coming home on the Saturday evening, I also had to drive like right past my house nearly <laughs> on the M1 yeah. path there. Past it's the drive back up Waterloo. to Brookie that hurts. And then yeah. to come back. And one of the blokes hadn't organized how he was getting home from the fucking warehouse on the Saturday evening. And I was like, where do you live? And he's like, Chatswood. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, so I dropped to a train station in North Sydney because yeah, I'm a sure. good cunt. You are a good can. Um, let's move it on. Apart from yeah, so you were not a shit bloke, which is what we're here for. So yeah, exactly. also got a little bit um, of yeah of a like as well as a, a little a topic for the podcast outside of uh, just talking about getting up to mischief on the weekend. Um, and it's it kind of goes. I guess there's a bit of background to it. Uh, so it's, the topic is how to be less intimidating in the gym. So not how to be less intimidated, less intimidating. Um, it was brought to my attention that uh, I may have accidentally intimidated a uh, or been intimidating towards a um, another coach's client the other day. And I thought, you know what? 
there's two reactions from this. Uh, one of them is call them a coward and be like, just grow up. Um, and the other one is like, all right, well, how can I learn from it? How can I make an effort to be less intimidating in the future? Because really, yeah, I, there was a bit of growling involved. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And I was like, look, we all want to make the gym a safer and, and, and nicer place for as many people as possible. And whilst I, I think that as human beings, you have to take some sort of responsibility and realize that not everyone is out to get you, but for some people like us who are a lot more comfortable in the gym, we can make other people's lives easier with very small changes to our behavior or like what we're doing. So I thought I'd come up with five tips of how to be less intimidating in the gym, around about five. We'll see how we go. Thoughts? I find it's a weird dichotomy because on the one hand, as a coach and someone who works there, you want to make the gym the like a really easygoing and approachable place. Like, you, like as a coach, I end up being quite soft spoken, especially with certain clients. Mm. Like a fucking big Roy is six foot two, like ninety kilo Scottish bloke. I'm obviously not don't need to be like nice and gentle with how I speak to him the same way I would with other clients. Mm. So I I get that point, get that part of it, but also at the same time, depending on the kind of training you do, you want to bring a certain amount of intensity to your training. Mm. And sometimes that involves just kind of having a bit of a face on you. Yeah. Sometimes you might get a bit of a bit grunty, or you might end up if you've music blaring in your ears. Sometimes you might end up um, partaking in some behaviour that can be construed as intimidating. Yeah. But there's method behind the madness, and there's reason to it. And uh, I think sometimes there's, it's not all bad, and some people should grow up. Yeah, so oh, 100%. It's a weird kind of balance that you need to strike, yeah. I believe. You, you do have to sit on it. And I think, like, if you're in the zone, there's ways to do it without, like, getting into other people's, like, space and energy and, and weight. Um, yeah. But also, by the same token, if you are someone who is, a like, a member of the gym who might feel a little bit uncomfortable there and you see some bloke, like, you know, giving it the big end, but he's doing it in a confined space and in his own energy. It's like, well, like at that point, you're almost choosing to be intimidated by that person. Yeah. I think as well, context is very important. Like if you're... As always. Yeah. Like if you're building up to a bit, maybe a big squat or a big deadlift and you might be slapping yourself on the legs and fucking Mm. doing what you do and growling at yourself and shit like that. You're about to pull 250. It's warranted and I think fucking crack on. If you're growling while you're doing your tricep extensions and being like Ruff. I think that's a bit much there's something wrong with growling whilst doing tri- tricep extensions there's nothing intense with tricep extension you're not doing tricep like, extensions hard enough no, I think <laughs> you can make the actual training intense no, I, know but I know what you mean it's not like it's not the it's not the yeah. same as I know like a mean. big heavy compound lift yeah, um, your tricep yeah. extension PB isn't the same as a deadlift PB, is what I'm saying. Okay, only people with small arms say that. Um, yeah, so point number one, and it's kind of like it's. I guess it's something that we kind of like mentioned before, um, but it's like being really unnecessarily like loud and aggressive with your like weights, um, like you slamming know, like, tricep extension, slamming the tricep extension. Another one is like. You know, when people just fucking like 
throw a bar at the squat rack or what, like whether they're military pressing or like or squatting where they kind of like instead of you know just like walking into it and letting it come down it's almost like a whack like they're trying to make a noise and a sound and rattle the whole thing look if you're if you're squatting you know an absolute max rep and you're just like i need to get this on the rack as soon as i can you, you're probably going to end up making some noise and shaking it a little bit but I don't know that there's there's a couple of people in our gym who'd be like you know, there's one guy military press is like sixty kilos impressive but not ridiculously like heavy but like makes an effort of like shaking the entire six squat rack rack as he puts it on and then walks off and does the like the big and like I just made all this noise and it's like you can definitely do that a lot like nicer and calmer yeah I get what you mean. Like, there's always going to be a certain amount of noise that you end up making in the gym, and it, like it's it's not a library. But yeah, when you're going out your way to like like when you're going out your way to make noise and purposely being louder with it, mm. it it's just fucking annoying. Do you know yeah. when you're coaching someone, you're trying to talk to someone? Obviously, then, we do a lot more talking in the gym than most people because yeah. we obviously work there and are, and are coaching people. But when you're like mid explanation or mid fucking having a yarn between sets. And every fucking single time you go to say something, you just hear like it's normally with like cable machines and shit like yeah. that. You hear the yeah. the metal plates like just slapping together. Yeah, Fuck me, it's irritating. And that's what I was gonna say as well is like the amount of people that were like I definitely mentioned before will like just you know whether it's they're doing like a hamstring curl and they're just letting it it's too heavy for them and they just let it go on the way down or they're doing a tricep extension they finish their set and just let go of the bar at head height. It's yeah. like. It's, it's. I mean, first of all, you can damage the equipment. Someone literally broke, uh, well, fuck the leg extension today because they just let it drop and the cable came off it. That leg extension gets fucked so often though. Yeah, well, it's because people treat it like shit. Like, yeah, fair. I was out the front with my headphones on and I heard it enough to jump. Maybe you're just very jumpy. Also, yes. But yeah, like just, just general, like you don't need to be making heaps of noise and it's like, you know, it comes it comes around with like grunting as well. Like y- there will be times where like grunting will, you know, it just be, it, it's going to come out or it might actually help you lift. But like you don't need to be being super loud and aggressive, especially if you're in a gym with other people. Like if you're in, if you want to be like what you want to behave the way you want to behave, do it in like go and set up your own gym or do it somewhere like private. Like you can't go into it. Could you imagine in any other public area where it would be just considered normal for someone to just be like grunting and throwing shit around really loudly yeah outside the pokies <laughs> or just anywhere in- i was walking to work this morning yeah really- i was gonna say just anywhere in sorry hills out, out the front strawberry hills fucking throwing a tanty <laughs> um yeah like you know it's it's not a normal thing for like but of course that person throwing the tanty probably was under the effect effects of some substances if you're like just in the gym like <laughs> that's an assumption robbie i'm it's an educated <laughs> guess <laughs> it's it's an educated guess Andy. it's not an assumption well what are you trying to say about the people who are in the pokies at 6 a.m in the morning they are fucking cooked units <laughs> mate i've worked at enough pubs and clubs to know that the people in pokies at six o'clock in the morning are not con- contributing members of society <laughs> do you know what that pokey sounds like you can because you can hear it coming down the road when you're walking down Devonshire Street from mm. where we park, 
It sounds like you know the McDonald's like self order machines. Yeah, the bells with fuck. It sounds like attractive. Yeah, sounds fun. That's literally how they built. I know. Keep yeah, you around. Right. Keep you playing. Anyway, yeah. so I'm going to pokies. Yeah. <laughs> um, point number two, and this is, I guess, this is mainly for our our, our male audience. Um, sometimes in the gym women might be in some somewhat compromising positions. Um, the hamstring curl is a good one. They got their ass pointed up in the air. Yesterday I was set up on the cable machine only to realize that the girl in front of me was doing an adductor stretch. And so I was like looking up in the sky to make sure I wasn't looking. Like if if someone is in a somewhat, like if a, especially if a girl, a female, is in a somewhat compromising position, sticking her ass up in the air or or having a leg, like, just don't look, like, just look away. Like, turn your back if you have, just don't be creepy. It's so easy to not be creepy. Yeah. Have you, had to, have you ever had to tell off a client for, like, blatantly fucking having a peek? Yeah. And you know oh, exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I have a one. You know exactly, like, you know, I, I can tell you that I've had to do it, and you will know exactly who it was that did it that I had to tell off. <laughs> it's such a weird conversation to have because like when you're there when you're in a like an environment all day you're just used to it so it's not a thing but this individual this was when i was brand new to australia as well and i wasn't used to uh to conversing with uh, people who didn't speak much english or because you didn't speak much english yeah or people who didn't understand me (laughs) And uh, it was like, so, girl walks past, and he, he, I haven't actually doing fucking tricep extensions. It's always constant tricep extensions. Always constant. And his head just went. He just completely forgot what he was doing, and his head just bolted to the left. And I was like, mate, just fucking concentrate on what you're doing. He's like, wait, wait, what? And he's like, and then he pulled the. Oh, I don't understand you, card. And I was like, fuck off. You know exactly you what know, I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Stop staring at birds. Yeah. Yeah. Just, very just don't, funny, be, don't be weird about it. Like it's it's not a, it's not hard for you to not be weird. Yeah, yeah. I did have a client um, question me because obviously you for a while trained Kira, my fiance. Yeah, I did have a client look very weirdly at me when I like marched up to her to like say hello, and I, or she was leaving to so to say goodbye mm. and give her a kiss, and like my client is on the far side of the gym, so he thought I was walking towards him. And then I stopped and started, like, I put my hand on the small of her back while I was talking to her. You fucking like, creepy dog. He was like, bro, I thought you were being so creepy. I was like, that, like, that does happen to be my woman. <laughs> Your woman? Do yeah, you own woman. her now? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, is it fucking 1642? Yeah. yeah. No, it's a mutual ownership. Did you give, did you give her dad some cattle? <laughs> Mr. No, the O'Reilly, dairy, the dairy goes the other eight, way. I'll give you eight cows and a sheep. No, the dairy goes the other way. The dad pays you to marry his daughter because it's normally it used to be a mutual exchange. So, like, just say, I'm. You I'm seem a big very well versed in this. I'm a big landowner, so her dad would give me cattle to have her as my wife. Oops, Wait, that, that's Wait. how it would work, but that's not how it works anymore. Are no, you, you are you a landowner that is big, or do you own a lot of land? <laughs> Both. I unfortunately own no land. <laughs> oh no. Um, 
Yeah, look, I, I, I haven't had. I've had to tell. I've had to mention to people like that'd be fucking weird. Like, it's really simple. It's not that hard. Not be weird. Yeah, like oh no, it's, I wasn't. I'm like, look, just don't be fucking weird. Just leave those, leave those kids alone. <laughs> right now, you're just being. He's doing the reverse hand glasses thing that he know I can't knows I can't do because of my elbow issue. Because you're fucking immobile, you can't. You dog. All right, can't can't do a Cossack squat. <laughs> I'm never going to do a Cossack squat. Um, yeah, number four on how to be less intimidating. Uh, I think you've just gone from number two to number four. N- I think you n- made two points, and then making the third point, you mislabeled the third point as point number two. First point was be less loud. Yeah, Second wasn't... point was don't be creepy. This is point uh, three. This is point three. Okay. This is point three. Point three. Um, I took a gamble there and it did not come off. Uh, point three, try not to use like 80 fucking different pieces of equipment all at once. Like if you're – like there will be – like obviously you're coming into your session, sweet, awesome. If it's an empty gym, go for broke. But – if it if it's somewhat busy, if there's a couple of other people, like if that person's brand new to the gym and they see some dog kicking about with six oh, different <laughs> six different <laughs> pairs of dumbbells and two benches, and uh, you know how we'll talk about like um, old old mate Hamish's setup where he would do like seven use seven different pieces of equipment all at once. Oh, fuck, that was the worst training block I've ever seen someone yeah. do. Like that's that's frustrating for anyone, but specifically, like if someone's on it, like brand new to the gym, like don't don't be using so much equipment that they come in and they're like, I I don't have anything to do because it's like, look, there are other people here. Like you don't own this place. You pay the same membership that they do. Like, chill out. If it's busy, other people need to use shit too. Don't be selfish. Yeah, I think it's less of an intimidation thing. It's more of just a common courtesy thing. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, just say, if I'm brand new and I've, I've never been in this environment and I want to use the 10 kilo dumbbells, there's only, mm-hmm. for some reason, there's only one pair of 10 kilo dumbbells and, you're, and you've had them for the last fucking 20 minutes and you're going to do another fucking 20 minutes with them. Mm. I might not feel comfortable asking you, but yeah, just don't be a cunt. Yeah, and that goes along with the. Uh, um... Barney said sharing is caring. Is it Barney <laughs> said that? Probably. Big, big purple cunt? Yeah. <laughs> big purple cunt. That goes along with like you doing like 50 fucking sets on the same piece of equipment. Like slow down. Maximum slow down four. speed racer. <laughs> there's not, unless you're doing like, unless you're a power lifter and you're doing your power lifting, there's probably not much need for you to do any more than four working sets. So let's just ease up on their Larry leg extension. Like, Jump off. <laughs> Let someone else have a go. I'm going up to someone. I remember a client going up to someone. Oh, no. I was with a client and um, we were near a machine and someone was sitting on the machine and then another person came up was like, how many sets have you got left? And I reckon at this point this chick had done at least two to three, like at least two, probably three, and she goes eight. And I was like, why do you need to do 11 sets of leg press? Just do three with a heavier weight. Training plus one. <laughs> I, I have a feeling these people don't know about German volume training, but yeah, like let's just ease up on the amount of time you're spending on that machine. A big dog. Um, point number four. We're at point number four now. This is kind of somewhat related, um, uh, but 
when you're like, if you are using a couple of bits of equipment or using like the one leg extension or one hamstring curl machine that they have in the gym, if you see someone like if like, if you miss it, that's fine. Like if you miss it, that's that's cool. But if you see someone kind of like come up and give you that look of like, oh, I kind of want to use that, but I don't want to go up to this person and ask. Like if you're feel, if you're more comfortable in the gym, just say, hey, did you want to use this? Like let's swap in. You know, you do a set, I do a set. Ease their entry. That means two things. Like, oh, Robbie, come on. <laughs> you, like, yeah, dog. If, you're, <laughs> if you're someone who is like very experienced in the gym, like you can take a small amount of time out of your session. And I'm talking like a minute to help someone's day to make it a bit easier for them. And like, you no, know, it might not be, but it could be the difference between that person feeling comfortable in the gym and starting a good health journey and that person feeling intimidated and never coming back. Like you have the opportunity to help that person, help that person. If you don't notice it, don't worry about it. But if you notice someone's kind of looking over you a bit, looking a bit uncomfortable, Hey, did you want to use this? I've been on it for a couple of sets, jump on, or I'm using two bits of equipment. So you jump on whilst I'm on the other one. You have to have rest time. I mean, obviously if you're doing like real short rest periods and there's not enough time for another person to have a set in and your rest break is so important that if it goes any over or under what it's supposed to be, the entire world's going to blow up. But if that doesn't happen, just if that's not happening, you know, let them in, be nice, share. Sharing is caring, Andy. You put that in quotation marks, uh, the big purple con. (laughs) Did you get Barney over here? Was that a show? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was American, wasn't it? Probably. They all come from yeah. America. I, I, you, yeah. you just had some fucking weird kids shows growing up. So, I, so would you. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, every country has their own weird fucking kids yeah. show. We have, you know, the, the Wiggles. Wiggles. Your country gets bombed. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I couldn't help I I'm post Good Friday agreement. <laughs> okay, sorry, I couldn't help myself. It was just it was on the tip of my tongue. I got to drop it. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any thoughts on being a bit more helpful when when using equipment, Andy? Um, you've really thrown me with that one. <laughs> um, yeah, just fucking let people work in with you. I suppose. Yeah. What, what yeah. you said. Don't be a shit cunt. Mm. The fifth I'm one. Just, I'm just thinking of ways I can be more intimidating in the gym. Yeah, I'm just giving you a, a list of ways of how you can be how you can be a horrible person. He's going to start stealing equipment from people. <laughs> oh. The fifth one is stop walking around trying to show everyone how big you are. <clears throat> you no. don't have to, you don't have to do laps of the gym between every single set. Does do one arm session. Did you work there when Turbo was there? No. I don't, was he a, cl- a member or a PT? Yeah, he was a member. He was a really, really nice fella. He was this, I think he was in his mid to late 60s. Was he like, bald? Well, um, no, 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 no. I know who you're talking about. I think I know about him, but I don't know if I ever actually worked there. No, I think there. he was, because it was when Jake was still there. Jake and Yanni mm. were still there. Yeah. But he would do a set. And his rest period, would he would just walk around the gym, walk, do a lap, do another set, walk around the gym, do a lap, come back. Not like mm. showing off or anything like that. He would just go for a lap. Just walk. Look, I mean, if you want to go for a lap, go for a lap. But there, and you definitely know it. Well, there yeah, are people, I know who you're talking about. 
Yeah, well, you know, there's there's more than one, but like they walk, they finish their set, and they almost walk around with like the intention of being intimidating. Like they're trying to show one how big they are, and it's like, mate, this isn't a bodybuilding gym. This isn't a powerlifting gym. Stop trying to show off. Like we've got the invisible suitcases under the arms. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And also, the thing is that like, it's the walking close to people as well. It's a complete ignorance of personal space. Like. You can stop and let that person get clear of you rather than like almost brushing them as you walk past because it's weird. When there's a lot of space around and you're not in a rush, it's weird to be brushing people. Just stop, give them some room, let everyone have a good time. You don't have to be constantly walking around, especially like on your phone. Get off your phone, mate. Like finish your set, walk around, get in people's way. I'm not here for it. Don't be doing that. Yeah, I agree. I don't no. really have much to add to that. Just, Good. It's quite annoying as well. You get yeah, just getting people's way. Like yeah. even just from the annoyance standpoint, like we don't work in the fucking biggest gym in the world. It's actually rather small. Yeah, and not exactly laid out the best, so it's quite cramped. And there's equipment really close together. So yeah, just fucking yeah. be aware of your surroundings. Also, do you know what's the worst? You know when you're up on the sled track, and people just have absolutely no spatial awareness. And no and idea of where they are the within mm. the world. Just fucking walk in front of people in the sled track. Mm. Like the other day, I had Christian doing mm. overhead carries with kettlebells, and the gym was fucking empty. And this cunt away with the fairies walks in front of him. Like while mm. this cunt, while Christian's fucking thirty-two kilos worth of kettlebells over his head, and he's not a big dude, so it it, it that's a lot of weight for him. And uh, yeah, just fucking nearly walked straight into him. It was only, it was actually Danny, like, nearly shoved your man out of the way. <laughs> yeah, she and will then, do that. Which and then get out to him. Yeah. Just open your fucking eyes, bruh. So, I mean, it's yeah. Well, there you go. Five ways of how to be less intimidating in the gym. And if you want to be more intimidating, wear and train <laughs> in a flannel. And if you Shout want out. to take it up a notch. Take the sleeves off that. Flannel. Take the sleeves off and make sure you're wearing footy shorts as well and have a yeah. mo and a mullet. And it has to be the flannel has to be like a size small, maybe a medium. When you're, it can't be loose. You should be wearing a triple XL. It can't be loose on you. If it's loose, you're not doing it right. Yeah. You're not, inti- you're you, not you intimidating tri- anybody. You, yeah, the buttons shouldn't close. Yeah, if, if 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 there is room, if I can stick my hand up that shirt, it's like. Bobby, right. we talked about this. Stop touching. Did you ever go on like I don't know? You might have done this, but like whenever you go on like some sort of trip where you have to put on like a life jacket or yeah. maybe like a harness to go like you go on like rock climbing Kayaking or, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, and they'd be like, oh, if I can stick my hand between like your shoulder and the and the strap or if I can stick my hand down the side, it's too loose. You need to tighten it up. It's like that's what your your flanny should be. If, if, if your hand can find its way between your skin and the fabric, it's too loose. Yeah. I'm going to clip we, that. We should, we should get it. <laughs> we should get flannels. Can we, we get, get better flannels. blokes flannels? Better blokes flannels. <laughs> we can make it happen. I yeah. was uh, I was taking the piss out of Kira that I was gonna get like you know Ringers Western the brand. Yeah. Well, they do like work shirts, mm. but they also do sleeveless work shirts. And I was like, I need a shirt to go when we go to the bull riding, and they they do like ones with like mad prints and they're kind of like yeah. cowboy looking shirts. And I was like, I should absolutely get one. Oh, yes. And then I saw the sleeveless ones, and I was like, "Oh, 
That'll be you're such that'll a that'll be a look. <laughs> such a muppet. Alrighty, <laughs> ten minute tackle time. Oh, what, what, get deep, what deep said to that during our session? He's like, "Mate, you're such a fucking yobbo." And I was like, "Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah I agree. Sh- shout out, man, like deep. Ten minute tackle time, Andy. You ready yeah. for this? Uh, yeah, I remember what it is. You remember what it is. So for I'm those who don't remember what it is, uh, using whey protein powder as your only protein source or your main protein source. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, start. Alrighty. So you can go first. Go first. Well, I was going to say, I bet you that bloke that shit in the pool last week. Use whey protein powder as his fucking main protein source. Fucking <laughs> 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 um, All right, moving on. That was 15 Case seconds <laughs> out of the way. Um, if Yeah, I think it's it's super common, I think, as well, because like, people just don't understand how protein powder works. So protein powder sh- is, like, as you said, you consider it a food. Like, it's a dietary supplement as opposed to, like, a just, like, a supplement. Like, you're not putting, like, it's not multivitamins. It's not fish oil. It's, like... It's, it should be part of your attempt to get to your amount of protein. And whichever, like, however much that is, it can definitely help. You have two protein shakes. You're looking at like 50, 60 grams of protein straight off the bat. But with that in mind, in order to have a healthy gut and not be shitting yourself in the pool, you need to be varying your protein sources. And so just getting it from whey protein, which comes from, of course, the cheese-making process, so it's, it's dairy, is not going to be good for your gut. No. Absolutely not. Uh, also, as well, like, the bioavailability of whey protein is less so than other proteins. Like, mm. for example, like you want to be varying your protein sources. Like, if you were to just eat red meat, for example, it wouldn't be good for you. No, it wouldn't be good for you. If you were to just eat fish, not going to be good for you. Be if you were just you. having fucking pea protein, which is another protein powder option, not going to be the best for you. Like, you need to vary the sources that your food comes from. It's the same as if you're, oh, yeah, I eat loads of vegetables, but you're eating one fucking vegetable. And <laughs> just eat a cunt load of broccoli. Yeah. I do eat a cunt. Oh, not anymore, really. No, I went you can still like, mix it up. so much fucking broccoli. Yeah, you still but mix anyway, it up, though. Yeah, it wasn't the only fucking vegetable I was in the world that I was eating. Yeah. And to touch on what you said as well is that whey protein in particular, well, obviously, whey protein, because there is other protein alternatives, that come from other manufacturing processes. But whey protein in particular comes from the production of cheese and the production of milk. It is obviously dairy-based. Different populations digest dairy differently. Like, yeah. Uh, to a massive, massive extent. Like, if you look at Northern Europe, so like Ireland, the UK, yeah. um, Scandinavian countries like Sweden, Denmark, Finland, so on and so forth, about 90% of adults can... Or above ninety percent of adults can digest protein. Or sorry, mm. digest Wait. dairy. Yeah, meaning so lactose. Whey protein is going to be a, quite a good option for them. Mm. But other populations elsewhere in the world, so like in Southern Europe, less people can digest it. In mm. Asia, don't drink Africa, as much. They, like just because of like naturally, like over time, countries that were big on dairy for thousands of years, you de- like you develop the necessary tools to digest it effectively. If your country is not historically a dairy-making country, mm. you are going to have less ability to download that, or to download, 
to digest that <laughs> to digest that um that dairy and therefore it's going to end up giving you more gut problems which mm. is why the emergence of the different vegan protein powders yeah whether it's made from not... peas or, or or whatever the fuck they're made from there's peas rice there's uh soy like there's other options and like the the meat community uh will will the carnival community will trash like vegan and vegetarian protein powders for like not having as much like leucine which is an amino acid or like the amino acid profile is as good and like look you probably do have to consume a little bit more but it's like realistically yeah if it's not going to help if if having whey protein is not going to help someone because they got they're shitting themselves all the time like they're not going to be processing that protein anyway so you need to you like you need to be having other protein sources. And if you are someone that consumes a lot of dairy and consumes a lot of meat but doesn't consume a lot of vegetables, going for a pea protein supplement's probably a good idea. Yeah. And like if if you're eating meat and stuff and you want to just oh I need to bump my protein up and it's just going to be easier or more convenient for you to have a protein powder, but dairy doesn't agree with you because of the different factors, going for a vegan options a fairly good option mm. if you can't really digest dairy. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the, the camp of people that are like, you shouldn't be having protein supplements. And for these people, I'm going to give them just two words, fuck off. <laughs> like, imagine having the, like, audacity to to have to be, have be readily available and educated in having all these whole sources of protein that you trash people for having a supplement. Whereas a lot of people, A, don't know how much protein they should be consuming and B, aren't actually able to get their hands on it easily without using a supplement. I mean, like a scoop of protein, like whey protein is not that expensive. It's quite easy to mix in with different things. It's easy to add to your diet. Just being like, oh, just eat more steak. Like steak's not fucking cheap. Like in order to, in fact, in order to, I think it's something like per 100 grams of beef, there's only like 20 grams of, of protein or something. Yeah. Uh, protein, fuck. Protein per 100 gram of beef. Do you always think out loud? Yeah. So okay. in ground beef, 85% lean meat, there is 26 grams of protein in 100 grams of beef, right? In protein powder, in 30 grams of protein, there is 25 grams of... See, in 30 grams of powder, there's 25 grams of protein. So it's a lot more of an efficient way to get it in. And whether you have to go a whey or non-whey source, like, that's fine. And if you're someone that's sitting on their high horse, or oh, just eat more steak, fuck off. Like, let them just let people consume the way that they want to consume. Protein powder is not as damaging to them as a bunch of other bad habits Yeah, that, that we can fix first. And look, like if you can afford to, and you enjoy it, and you can afford to fucking hit two hundred grams of protein purely through eating steak and chicken and fish and and all that, and you don't have to rely on it, fucking crack on. But no. a lot of time, it's just easier to fucking have it. It's cheaper, like you said, and it it doesn't make the biggest difference in the world. It's no. just the way and you don't you don't once have to cook it. Once it's it not either. your main so you're not relying on it. Mm. And, like, it can be a good way to start. I know that I definitely started having a little whey protein. As I got to learn more about it, I started going to more meat sources, more vegetable sources. Like, I started to spread it out. But, yeah, definitely at the time, like, whey was just the easiest thing to get in. So that's what I had. On the topic of protein, what's your protein for dinner? What's your what's for dinner? For dinner? 
Yeah. Um, I have steak or salmon in the fridge. What kind of steak? There was, uh, there's a porterhouse and a scotch. They were um, they were on sale at a supermarket that my housemate goes to, but I don't. And then he told me that they were um, that they were on sale for seven dollars, and I was like, "Mate, the next time you see that, buy me some." <laughs> like, was it was it Aldi? Was it a, was it an Aldi? No, it's called Supermart. It's like an inter, independent. Oh, all right. Um, but then yes, yeah. So yesterday on the way home, I stopped by and got myself a couple of steak. Yeah, because uh, Aldi do seven dollar porterhouses, and I got one the other the other week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Very good. I, yeah. The only thing cheap steaks gonna be shit was very nice. Yeah. I mean yeah. like sometimes it's just in a good spot. When I go and stay with my dad, he buys steaks a kilo like like a full kilo at a time and then put like cuts them up himself. Nice. Uh, my dad was that because my dad has my dad a, my dad's bigger than your dad. <laughs> my dad has a Musgraves carriage. Musgraves is a like a food wholesaler at home because he used to stop to vend the machines for the football club. So he okay. would go to the wholesalers and buy, like, do that and buy, like, these massive slabs of meat and just cut steaks out of it yeah, and freeze them and just ha- have, like, a full drawer of steak in the frizz. I'm here for freezer. it. The frizz. Yeah. And then just last little bit on that, uh, going back to the original 10-minute uh, tackle topic. Um, I'm having people- chicken, by the way. <laughs> I didn't ask. Um, the amount of people – I've seen it pop up a little bit on socials recently. Um, some article apparently saying that pr- protein powders have had traces of bad chemicals found in them. I think putting up articles like that is so like – it's just unnecessary and it's so, so shitty to do because, first of all, you've just said un- – I read the article. It said unnamed protein powders were tested – in some of them, traces of bad jujus were found, but it didn't say how much of them, and it didn't say whether there was actually enough to have any sort of an effect on the person's body. But on top of that, they've just put protein powders as this big umbrella term, and they haven't actually specified who or what. And, you know, a lot of these powders actually get tested. Like the one I have is like has to tested so that athletes can use it. And it's like if there were these, these elements in it, like these bad jujus, they wouldn't be – getting through these tests so like i think just chill out on like if you're not for protein powder sick stop fucking giving it out to other people for for them using it because that might be the easiest way for them and stop spreading misinformation you cunts i love that a lot of the time the, the same people who say shit like that the people who say shit like that are the same people that put copious different things up their nose every fucking weekend as well so go fuck yeah time. love getting on the back so that's 10 minutes so well done andy high five yeah <laughs> Sick. Alrighty. Um, you weren't as into my tangent as I thought you'd be. No, like I, I'm here for it, but the whole point of doing the 10-minute tackle was to not go on tangents. I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> I know. I forgot to put a question box up. We don't have any you questions. Can't. Does anyone have any questions? Uh, ring in now. Oh, we should do that, but then no one will call us. <laughs> yeah, it, you get them to ring and, and leave a message. Um, oh, yeah, shower yeah, thought. Yeah. Have you yeah. have you actually got a shower thought? Or are you? I do, and I wrote it down. Oh, look at you! This is a good one as well. I just took my screen protector off my phone, and one, I'm scared, but two, everything looks so clear. You can't see because yeah, I know everything looks so clear. I saw you take the screen protector off. Yeah, it's because it's in bits, and it's actually really hard to see the screen. Right. So I thought about this while I, I was actually on my run today. And I thought about this because I was listening to Crazy Train by Black Sabbath. Can you fucking pull your top down and put your nipples away? And I was thinking, 
And this is because old mate Ozzy Osbourne is a fucking melted welly at, at the moment. How old is too old for a rock star to continue playing live gigs? Like, what what should the cutoff point be? I think they should have to go through a physical testing regime regimen uh, before they go on their next tour. Well, <laughs> it's not I don't it's, it's not an age thing. They got to pass some physical tests, which is a one of them is they have to be able to walk from one end of the stage to the other. I I don't think it's even that. Have you ever heard like what Axl Rose sounds like now, trying to do uh, the high pitch thing for like uh, Welcome to the Jungle? I can't imagine it's very good because that would have put it's a lot awful. of pressure on his vocal cords. Awful. So, like, there has to be a cutoff for rock stars to be like, come on, mate, you've got grandkids. Yeah. What but you have to remember, important? most of these rock stars have been, like, pumping heroin into their body for the best part of the last 45 years. So Yeah, they're, so they're probably still, like, 28 and they look like 70. Yeah, their bodies just don't function like ours do. Like, if someone's got abs in their 60s, they're either on the juice or heroin. Yeah, and it's normally the, the latter and... and in the case of rock stars. Yeah. Not, not thick like, enough to be on the juice. Cause your talent diminishes. Like you, especially for not, maybe not for like drummers and, and guitarists and stuff, yeah. but for lead singers, I'd say for guitarists too. Cause you need yeah, too. Like maybe you lose speed and stuff, but it's, it's yeah. not to the same detriment that like Axl Rose singing. Welcome to the jungle. Now sounds fucking awful. Yeah. Can you imagine going to a concert to watch fucking Ozzy Osbourne, just fucking shuffle around the stage and try yeah, and sing Crazy old. Train while he's yeah. also trying to fucking find the marbles that he lost 20 years ago. When he ate that bat. He started yeah. with COVID. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, he did it. Yeah, no, I agree. There was, I think there was an ACDC tour when one of, the, um, one of them was on oxygen whilst performing. <laughs> yeah, like... He had an oxygen tank next like, to him. That's how like, how get out of home? I think you can sit this one out. Like, who let him out of the retirement home? But it's like, and it happens with bands a lot. And I think a big part of it is basically what happens to Floyd Mayweather, where he cannot stop spending every fucking cent that he has. So oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's got exhibition fights to pay off all his debts. And yeah, he really likes how he does. I heard about where that the other day. Money. He's all, almost all of his Instagram is strip club posts. Yeah. Did you hear about that on the, it was on a podcast? Yeah, oh, it was that. on, it was on Modern Wisdom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but because like, uh, he keeps running out of money. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think I'd imagine it's the same with rock stars. Like, um, what the fuck is her name? Motley Crue came back and did a reunion tour in like 2015 or 2017 or something like that. I mean, if you still with the energy for it, like, I don't think you have to do it just for the money. But like, you can tell when they're doing it just for the money because they just. Look I think like most shit. of the time they do it just for the money. Yeah, well, they look like battered shit. And yeah, I mean, if they're people that spent the majority of their life, like. Nikki Six had two fucking ODs, like. Yeah, I mean, if it's pretty much like, in a way, it's kind of like that gold medal syndrome where you like, you've reached this like peak, and then all of a sudden you become like irrelevant, and nobody like. The only way to get that relevance is to go around again, and like you've gone from everyone giving you anything, like being able to get like drugs delivered to your door, and it's like, you. Like there's you 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 still have those habits, but you don't have the same amount of cash coming in. And yeah, true. A, a lot of them probably went like from very like not having a lot of money to all of a sudden having a lot of money, and no one taught them how to spend it. Yeah, I'd imagine like, um, a weird environment to grow up in as well. Yeah, it's like Easy E, who of uh, NWA fame. He um, I know that he lost a whole bunch of his money just before he got sick. 
Um, and he went from living in like a mansion and walking around in chains to with like heaps of money around him to living in like a like a three bedroom house, like very normal, all vibes. So it's yeah, I think I just yeah. All right, my shower thought. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, letting people know you've met them before. So you know when you go to meet someone, you go, you get into, you like, you meet someone, or, like you see someone, and they, like, you see your friend, and then they have a friend, and the friend, you know, the other person goes, um, "Oh, nice to meet you," and you go, "Yeah, we've met before." Oh yeah, out on it. I love doing it. I'm here for it so much, and I love it when I, I witness it happening to other people. When we were down at Jarvis Bay the other weekend, um, my friend Laura, she was like speaking to someone she knew, and then. That, per- that person had some mates there and one of the mates was like, hey, how are you doing? I like, kissed her on the cheek and she goes, oh, nice to meet you. And he goes, yeah, we've met before. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here for it. Um, but with that in mind, like when when I obviously when I, I met Klutz on the weekend, we'd, we've met Klutz before, but I think we were both fairly drunk and he was probably very pissed when we yeah. met him. And it was also a very big day for him. So I imagine he, it was a blur. And it was like a fleeting, like two minute conversation as well. Yeah. Um, and we were just, and I, I said, like, I didn't, he was like, oh, nice to meet you, mate. And I almost went, yeah, we've met before. But then I was like, nah, don't call him out on it. Like we were both That's pretty pissed. Different and, as well. Though, like, yeah. And then later on, I was like, oh, I, I was telling him about it. I was like, I was like, I was going to call you out. But then I thought, nah, I'll let it slide this time because he was pretty pissed. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But he's also about the like, calling out when people like go, oh, yeah, we've met before. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love it. I love making people feel comfortable. Spin that back, say, oh, yeah, have we? Oh, didn't remember. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember you. You must be pretty yeah. forgettable. Oh, shit. Oh, that's, 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 yeah. that's. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a comeback. You're um, pretty memorable, though, because, like, not many cunts have fucking head. Cur- yeah, curly mullet, massive head, mustache, and bark at people. So... Quite the feral unit you are, Robbie. Yeah, that was just mean. That could be taken positively as well. Yeah, but you didn't say it positively. Maybe I did. You Don't can't. assume my intentions. When you assume, uh, you make an ass of you and me. All right, mate. Um, that's <laughs> up for today, guys. That's an hour and 15. Look at us. Oh, get the numbers in. Pumping those numbers up. Um, thank you for, uh, for joining us today. If you've made it this far... Thank you. And if you didn't get this far, fuck you. Yeah. Love the energy there, Andy. Sweet. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> going to continue. That was just like, a, like agree yeah. and let us go on. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, give us a like, a follow, a share, a subscribe, hit the notification bell, all the bells and whistles, all the buttons. You know how it goes. Um, and if you've got any questions, shoot them through. Send us a DM. We may see it and we may not see it but we'll try to see it. We should start reviewing beers. Uh, all right. We're not just going to become bloody brilliant beers. All right, let's just no, no, find, no. let's find our own path, Andy. We should just start drinking. I'm <laughs> <Become> raping <laughs> alcoholics. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, just, yeah. just me, so. Yeah. All righty, guys. Thank you very much for joining <laughs> us. That is us for today. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.